brain health has been very popular in the news lately, and this podcast is for you if you've ever had brain fog, cognitive decline, Alzheimer's, CTE, any of these issues, this is the podcast where we're going to jump into the latest research from Dr. Dale Bredesen, Dr. Daniel Amen, Dave Asprey of the Bulletproof Diet, so many other people, all the minds that are really out there paving the way, blazing a path for new research, new strategies that are actually working to get your brain optimized and working at its highest, highest level. The Brain Builders Podcast is just for you. So get a notebook, get a pen, and get ready to open up your mind and get back to the person that you were meant to be. Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. John DeWitt, and today we're diving back into <coughs> to Dave Asprey's book, Headstrong, the Bulletproof Plan to Activate Untapped Brain Energy to Work Smarter and Think Faster in Just Two Weeks. I'm going to make sure I get everything set up here so that I don't get any distractions while we're doing this. All right, today we're going to talk about building new neurons. So maintaining healthy myelin will enhance the performance of the neurons you already have, but it's also possible to grow new neurons. The creation of new brain, brain cells is called neurogenesis. Until the late 1990s, when I was, well, Dave Asprey was still working at the company that held Google's very first server, scientists believed that neurogenesis ended in our late teens or early 20s. But we now know that the brain can produce new cells throughout our lifetime, just like Google can add more servers to their network. Brain degeneration is not inevitable. Brand new, healthy neurons can be created at any age. It just takes more conscious planning to keep doing it as you age. Your rate of neurogenesis, or how frequently you make new brain cells, is an important marker of brain performance. A low rate of neurogenesis is associated with cognitive decline, memory problems, and even anxiety and depression. A high rate of neurogenesis, on the other hand, is associated with just the opposite, cognitive enhancement, rapid learning, quick problem solving, and robust emotional resilience against stress, anxiety, and depression. That's what we all want, right? Well, we're in luck because it is possible to significantly increase the brain's rate of neurogenesis. When Dave Asprey interviewed Brant Courtright, Ph.D., <laughs> a best-selling author and expert on neurogenesis, he told them that anyone can increase their rate of neurogenesis by at least five times. That's 500%. Mic drop. Did you catch that? Your brain can be five times better than it is currently at replacing defective cells or growing new ones. It's okay to sit down the book for a minute to high-five someone you don't even know. That's what I did when I realized how much untapped potential there was in my brain. So how do we reach that potential? First, let's look at how new neurons are made. This is cutting-edge stuff because just 20 years ago, no one even knew that neurogenesis was possible. Then, in 1999, scientists discovered that neurogenesis was taking place in the brains of monkeys. Monkeys and humans form new neurons primarily in the hippocampi, the lateral ridges on either side of the brain. One end of the hippocampi helps to regulate emotions, especially stress and depression. The other end governs thinking and cognition. The hippocampi are also re rich in neural stem cells, which give birth to new neurons. As part of the research for this book, I had my own stem cells injected into my brain. But that's a story for another chapter. To create new neurons, neural stem cells divide in two. 
this division either produces two new stem cells, two early progenitor cells that will later differentiate into another type of cell, or one of each. When a stem cell divides and creates another stem cell, that new stem cell can continue dividing and creating more and more stem cells. If the stem cell divides and creates an early progenitor cell, that new cell then becomes a specialized cell, a cell with a specific job to do, such as an oligodendrocyte cell. Since oligodendrocyte cells are in charge of myelin production and maintenance, this of course means that your rate of neurogenesis has a direct impact on the integrity of your myelin. In other words, when you make more neurons, you're automatically keeping more of your precious, precious nervous system insulation intact without having to do any more work. It's a free upgrade. Once a new cell is differentiated, it must settle into the existing neural network, much like the new guy or girl at work who has to learn the office culture and figure out how to fit in. The neuron develops an axon, dendrites, and begins to communicate with other neurons. It can take four to six weeks for new brain cells to mature and integrate into the circuitry. This is like a probationary period for your brain's new hires. As they are becoming differentiated and learning how to do their jobs, new neurons run a high risk of premature death. This is not autophagy, which protects you, you by killing off and recycling unhealthy cells, but rather the death of the new workers that you need to power up your brain. It is, it is therefore essential not only to boost your rate of neurogenesis, but also to take action to keep your new brain cells from dying off unless they're misbehaving. The science in this area is evolving every day. We are still learning what kinds of things we can do to help grow new brain cells <coughs> and discourage early cell death. But even now, we, we do know that there are certain lifestyle choices and environmental factors that affect your rate of neurogenesis and the survival of your newly formed neurons. Here are a few of them. Environmental toxins. Exposure in your environment to neurotoxins such as heavy metals, solvents, additives, or naturally occurring toxins from Mother Nature will slash your rate of neurogenesis and kill off existing brain cells. Many neurotoxins can also change how your neurons use neurotransmitters, chemical messengers that are essential for maximum brain function. Mitotoxins are another type of toxin that harms mitochondrial performance, and these can kill you or kill your neurons because your neurons are extra sensitive to fluctuations in energy. We're swimming in a sea of neurotoxins every day. Now they're even added to our food. They are all around us and in, inside of us. We'll talk in detail about how to both avoid neurotoxins and detox from them once they're in your body. For now, it's important to know that avoiding these toxins as much as possible and taking measures to enhance your body's detoxification systems are both key to boosting your brain performance. Diet. Perhaps the most important factor in determining your rate of neurogenesis is your diet. You can't make healthy, viable neurons without the right raw materials. Certain foods decrease your rate of neurogenesis while others enhance it. Two foods that slow the rate of neurogenesis are sugars and oxidized or damaged fats. When oxidized fats get into your bloodstream, they cause inflammation. That inflammation slows your ability to make precious ATP, chews up the insides of your blood vessels, inhibits blood flow to the brain, and slows neurogenesis to a crawl. A high-sugar diet slows your rate of neurogenesis by increasing the amount of insulin in the bloodstream. Too much insulin degrades every organ in the body, including the brain. In one study, mice that ate a high-sugar diet for just two months exhibited a significant decrease in cognitive function. Notably, the area of the brain that suffered the most was the hippocampus, where neurogenesis occurs. Sugar is the en enemy of neurogenesis. There are other foods that can increase your rate of neurogenesis and keep new, new neurons healthy and active. 
Omega-3 fatty acids have a particularly profound impact on our rate of neurogenesis. A full one-third of the fat in our brain is docosohexanoic acid, or DHA, an omega-3 fatty acid, and studies have shown that increasing the amount of omega-3 fatty acids in your diet can promote adult neurogenesis. How exciting is that? Bioflavonoids, plant compounds found in citrus fruits and many vegetables that are essential to keep these new neurons alive. They are essential to keep these new neurons alive. So is a group of plant chemicals called polyphenols, which are found in coffee, chocolate, blueberries, grapes, and other blue, red, and orange foods. In fact, coffee fruit, the part of the coffee we usually throw away, has some of the best studied polyphenols for growing neurons. Polyphenols are like miracle growth for neurons. Stress and depression. Chronic stress has been shown to severely inhibit neurogenesis in the hippocampus. Meanwhile, both stress and depression have been shown to cause neural atrophy and loss of neurons in the same part of the brain. Interestingly, antidepressant medications have the opposite effect, boosting the rate of neurogenesis in chronically depressed patients. Some scientists now believe that the success of antidepressants is in part due to their impact on neurogenesis. The more new brain cells a depressed person is creating, the better he or she is likely to feel. The better a depressed brain can make energy, the better the depressed person is likely to feel. And as depression lessens, the rate of neurogenesis likewise improves. This is not a recommendation for more antidepressants. It's a recommendation for more neurogenesis. For those of us who are not chronically depressed, it is helpful to know that anything we do to avoid chronic stress will also help us create more brain cells. On the other hand, temporary acute stress, which is stress that comes and then goes in a short period, can actually help tell your body that it's time to be more resilient and build new brain cells. Exercise. Exercise boosts your rate of neurogenesis by increasing the blood flow to your brain and putting your body through short-term healthy stress. It also triggers the release of nerve growth factors that protect new neurons against death. Don't worry, you don't have to become a slave to the gym. The quick and easy exercise routines that we're going to talk about are some of the best tools to grow new neurons and keep them alive. No CrossFit required, though you can do it if you feel like it. And you'll perform better with more mitochondria and more neurons. A fun environment. Scientist Michael Kaplan discovered that an enriched environment enhances neuron production in animals when he placed test animals in cages filled with interesting toys and monitored their levels of neurogenesis. I take this research so seriously that I designed Bulletproof Labs, old Dave Asprey did, designed Bulletproof Labs, the biohacking research facility where he wrote most of this book to be one of the most enriched environments he could dream of. It's full of interesting gadgets to keep those of us who spend a lot of time there engaged and entertained. If he's going to go through the trouble of generating new neurons, he'll be damned if if he's going to let them die by spending days staring at beige cubicle walls. That's a good point. Light and water. By now, it's clear that anything that increases your mitochondrial function is also going to impact your neurons because they require so much energy. Intriguingly, studies show that mysterious cellment structures called microtubules are a key part of shuttling mitochondria around in neurons. And recent breakthroughs in biology around the structure of water itself have illustrated how microtubules work. Dave had the good fortune to interview Dr. Gerald Pollack, bioengineering professor at the University of Washington. Dr. Pollack is editor of the scientific journal Water, and he discovered a phase of water that is not liquid, gas, or solid. This form of water, called exclusion zone water, or easy water, is critical to mitochondrial function and specifically to the movement within microtubules. 
You get easy water when you drink raw vegetable juices, fresh spring water, or glacial melt water, and it forms spontaneous, spontaneously when regular water is exposed to infrared light or vibration. Better yet, easy water forms in your cells when you expose your skin and eyes, which are the gateways to the brain, to unfiltered sunlight for a few minutes every day without sunglasses or clothing or sunscreen. Low-level light therapy and infrared saunas can also have the same effect. So before I continue, I, I would also like to say that we are still accepting people on the wait list for the next Brain Builders Masterclass. We're going to focus, um, after talking to the initial group, we're going to focus more on prevention and how to really optimize your brain function and to help really cut back on the number of people that end up getting cognitive decline. We're still going to talk about people that already have the cognitive decline, but we also want to focus on getting people to protect themselves so they won't get it and don't have to worry about getting it in the future. You can join the wait list and be notified when the next um, Brain Builders Masterclass is going to be held. That is at bit.ly slash waitlistbb, and that link is in the description of the podcast, as well as there's a link to Dave Asprey's book that we are reading from today, and that that link uh, will take you to Amazon to purchase the book if you would like to read it for yourself. Okay, so the next topic is sex. In 2010, scientists conducted a study to observe the effects of sexual experience in the hippocampi of rats. They did this by exposing adult male rats to a sexually receptive female, either just once or once a day for 14 consecutive days. In addition to looking at how their sexual experiences impacted their rate of neurogenesis, the researchers also studied the rats' levels, stress levels when faced with the prospect of sex. The findings were incredibly interesting and telling for us humans. The rats that had sex just once experienced an increase in cortisol, the stress hormone, along with an increase in the number of new neurons in the hippocampus. The rats that had sex 14 days in a row, on the other hand, did not experience the same increase in cortisol after the first day, but they did continue to see an improvement in their rate of neurogenesis. How do these findings translate in our own bedrooms? Well, let's just say that even when you think you're too stressed for sex, it's a good idea to try to get in the mood anyway. This study offers compelling evidence that sexual experience can enhance your rate of neurogenesis while buffering us against the harmful effects of a short burst of cortisol. Your new brain cells and your partners will thank you. So that is where we're going to stop today. Thank you so much for listening. We will touch back tomorrow and talk about the head points to remember as well as going into inflammation, which is the muffin top in your brain. Have a wonderful day. This is your host, Dr. John DeWitt, and thanks for listening to the Brain Builders Podcast.